Hey, it's All time right, for part number 12, baby. Oh, uh, you've done a thing. Yeah, I've done a sign. That's come out of a drinks thing, hasn't it? I can see where it's had cans uh, on it. <laughs> the, cam- the camera quality must be good for you to have worked that out so fast. It has. It's come out of a crate of Diet Coke. Now, it is pod 12, and if anybody... I mean, that sounds pretty pessimistic... For those that did listen or watch last week's podcast, at the start, uh-huh. I did a bit of a drawing challenge where Mark asked me to draw something and I drew it and I only had the theme tune to do it in. It was good fun. I drew a horse playing basketball. And I think, Mark, we kind of agreed that you would do that this week. I'll give you something. Have a go. <sighs> yeah. And I, you know what I did? I said I said some somewhat in that in that mutterance that we ex- of an exchange we had between each other uh, i said that i was good at pictionary and i'm gonna eat dirt now aren't i yes it's gonna go are. bad because this <laughs> i should never have said that out of the pictionary box is a wild card <laughs> yeah. so, draw a here, peacock playing an oboe and riding a gyrocopter are you looking at my cards <laughs> <laughs> so here are the rules right right you've got the theme tune you have to hold it up by the end of the theme tune right you can't you can't go past that you're only allowed Time to have a theme tune and I get to pick what you're drawing. Have you yeah. got your finger on the button ready to go for this? I've got yeah. the sound engineer's friend. Yeah. The Sharpie. But have you also got the theme tune ready? That's the other thing. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. I've got to do yeah. both. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. Are you ready? Are that. you happy? Okay. So you have the theme I'm tune. I'm ready now. <laughs> to draw for me, Marcus... In his van, which is on fire and going off a cliff. Here we go. (laughs) I left my dad's coat at a show. The sound man found it, don't you know? It took a while for me to get it back. But we stayed in touch and made each other laugh. Then we found a date that fits We recorded it In a hotel That's how the Blue Coat Diaries started Here we go Oh, it's getting washed out by the lights (laughs) (laughs) That you know is what? Good. That is good. What I like about it is the fact yeah. that Marcus is shouting no. I also like how he's already been decapitated. He's only got his head is there, but his uh, body is already. I I underestimated that quite heavily because I sat there thinking, usually when you're doing anything on the spot, fifty seconds feels like a long time. Like no. you t- you can you can explain this like a bit of stand up comedy. Someone says, do 50 seconds. When you first start doing it, you'd be like, I've done 20 seconds and it feels like six minutes. How am I going to yeah. do this? this? And I thought, I thought, I've got ages. I was like, there must be another verse and chorus to this. And I realised <laughs> quickly, oh my God. So I was going to do the doors open and I was going to do drums flying out and I was going to do, you know, some other bits and bobs. And I went, no, I've run out of time here. Well, so you know what? That, I think as an extension of this idea, panic. it's good, by the way, I like it. What we'll do is, at the end of the podcast, when we do the mm-hmm. outro tune, you can add to it. That's going to be the new thing we do. 
So we get a, we get a, we get a little, little blast. Well, I kind of screwed up my options now because there's no way I can draw the back doors open. There's no way I can smash those back doors in. Tipex. Uh, I heard that, by tip- the way. Tipex. <laughs> <laughs> I decided to leave it. Beyond Tipex. Well, anyway, you can... My difficult eighth album, Beyond Tipex. You can have a scribble. Welcome to the podcast, everybody. We are on YouTube if you want to watch this. And to listen, you're already doing that, so you know how to do that bit. Now... Yeah, if you're not on YouTube, I apologise for that introduction because it made no sense whatsoever. We're trying to get people to come over and watch as well as listen, aren't we? That's the whole thing. (laughs) We're going to go for some grumble news now, which is easy. This the grumble because, zone. Yeah, we're going into the grumble zone, which is... Uh, I missed I messed it up. I messed my own bloody title up. So I've written here, grumble zone. Underneath it, I've written wasp news. I've just got them mixed up together. Right, yeah. I'm putting wasp news into grumble zone. What's right, going okay. on with the giant wasp apocalypse? Well, I mean... Breaking the fourth wall, I think. I think you know how it was a few a little while back, yeah, didn't I want you? An because I want an update. Because because I, I sent you a little video message, didn't I? You did. Um, do you know they what happened? They weren't dead, listeners. They Dude, were not. I've emptied dead so much um, lethal powders into that rabbit warren of a thing, and there's just they just just keep at it. They just uh, th- there's definitely less. But um, they started migrating towards the house, which is a problem. Because I think they know something's up. They're like, well, I'm not keen just, on this. Let's just think of it from their point of view. If you were at home and yeah. a lot of water started coming into your house along with... It's not the liquid. water. No, there's, I've, no done, I've done no more water. It's, it, there's, there's, it looks like... What I was hoping, I was hoping it'd be like wasp cocaine. Like, they'd see all this stuff and go, oh, what's this? And then, but they haven't. What they're doing more is is more like, you know, in Star Wars, right? Where Luke has to fly, or or, or Luke or Han has to fly down sort of ravines and through yeah, tunnels yeah, and stuff, yeah. and they never touch the sides. Yeah, that's what's happening here. These wasps are going like there's there's piles of this toxic powder around their just entrance, avoiding it. and in and a massive pile, and they're just avoiding it. They're just threading they're threading the needle mate they're not touching wow. the sides when they're going in and out of the hole and um i mean that's quite impressive can happen to, to the best of us but in that season where they're supposed to be pissed and they're all bumbling around i mean that's that's good flying that's good drunk driving right i mean that's yeah, not a phrase yeah, that you yeah. should be saying on a podcast <laughs> there, there are, that is... <laughs> the, the wasps are operating five and drive policy and um they are operating it, heavy machinery not to be recommended under, yeah you know things you're not supposed to be doing yeah by the way wasp cocaine great name for a band yeah wasp cocaine <laughs> playing at monsters of rock and their, and, and their debut album uh beyond tipex yeah beyond tipex oh that's good please welcome to talk about the new album beyond tipex wasp cocaine <laughs> absolutely yeah so they're still alive basically that's that is the update my garden is still still full of angry subterranean arseholes yeah Oh dear. Right, I don't well, know what we'd do about it, really. Uh, way, except for pay a man a lot of money to come and sort it out, which I'm... You think that could happen at some point, the man or the woman? Well, we have to find a lot of money person. first. Well, look, mm. we're going to have a quick chat about all other woman, things we've been doing, as well as trying to get rid of the wasps. Thursday night last week, 
I played mm -hmm. a bonkers show, which I'm going to talk to you about in full Technicolor because the people that run the gig, Elaine and Graham from a comedy club called Whole Lot of Comedy. That's what they're called. Whole Lot of Comedy. And we did have a whole mm -hmm. lot of comedy that night. They're going to come on to the pod and we're going to have a chat about Thursday. So we'll tell you about what happened because it was very funny. Good. It ended with me leaving the gig in a very unexpected way, which I'll chat to you about and i also want to tell you about friday friday night i did two shows right mark you know often as a comedian you do two shows where you'll go on first at one gig then you'll go to i mean i don't gig. but yeah well yeah. i'm just explaining in it. case you don't know so yeah when, when mm -hmm. we do what we call a double we do first in one club last in another club that's how it works right yeah. and i did the first club it was really good fun uh but it was so hot it was like it was one of those days over the weekend where it was just burning hot and everyone was pretty zapped from it. And it was a completely fine show. But I just remember standing there thinking, wow, everyone is really like battered by this heat. And it's quite mm. hard to keep it all up and, you know, be really yeah. get the energy going and keep the energy going. So, because everyone's just so boiling hot and everything. And it's one of those things where you go, be careful what you wish for. Because I was thinking, you know, I was thinking, oh, come on, I want to. I really want to get this going. I want this to be a bit more lively. I want I want everyone mm -hmm. to really get behind it and come on, you know, and all that. And I left the first show and went to the second show. Now, when I got to the second show, let's just say that audience had overshot the brief of me little, going, come on, let's really get this going. Was they it a little bit spicy? Absolutely smashed, right? <laughs> it was like it was literally like the other end of the spectrum. It was like, here's the audience that is like tired out by the heat ready to go and have a cold shower and go to sleep here's the audience who have just lost their minds just been on the wasp cocaine oh they were on wasp cocaine in fact i wouldn't even be surprised if they'd been on the same stuff you're putting down that hole it was a wild <laughs> show not. the first one the first one i was in um a place called where was i where was i for the first one dunton i think it was dunton social club the second one i was in kent in a place called Hawkehurst, right, in mm -hmm. Hawkehurst in Kent. The second one was so wild and crazy. At one point, I heard myself laugh into the microphone at the state of play, you know, like just right. how it was, how the show was. It wasn't like, it wasn't bad. It was just, wow, these people are not holding back. They are partying kind of thing. <laughs> so that was really cool. And then on, on Saturday, and I'm really happy about this, I went to that wedding that I told you I was going to go to. And yeah. remember last week I was saying, ideally at that wedding, I'll be I'll be down there dancing to Common Eileen. And I texted mm -hmm. you from the wedding, didn't I? And what did yeah. I say? You said, first track on, come on Eileen. I was so happy. And it was really funny because it, it started up like, dun, 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 you know, like I was just like, hey! And I was just thinking, you know, I've nailed it for the podcast. Whereas just I think get your tie around there, your head. I didn't have a tie around my head because I didn't have one on, but otherwise I would have. But I think everybody else at that gig thought, at the wedding, must have thought, wow, he loves Dexy's Midnight Runners, this guy. He's, like a, <laughs> he's a really big, f you know, like the cheer for the song coming on, and it was the first one. So, yeah, I called it, man. I called it. Nice. Uh, it, also, it's, it's good when, they, when, when, you know, everything falls into place, you know. It just felt great to have got that track yeah. right. I mean, I know Do kids slide around in their socks? There was some sliding around. There was also a guy who, he he would have fit in well to the second gig on the Friday night. There was a guy that was so hammered that seemed to just be on his own, who was really enjoying the dancing and was like sort of bounding around like Tigger. And mm -hmm. um, he knocked a pint out of my cousin's hand, but not in a 
not in a on purpose way, just in a kind of yeah. I've got no idea about spatial awareness at this point in the evening. So yeah. he was having a good time. The other thing that I was going to ask you about was before we went to that wedding, because we're mm-hmm. going to the evening do of it, my family were all staying in the same hotel and mm-hmm. there was chat of like getting together before we went and having like Prosecco in one of the hotel rooms, right? Like before we went okay. to it. There's a word for that, right? Preloading, yeah? Yeah. Now, I don't drink booze. Yeah, so yeah. So my thing to you is I was thinking like, is it possible to preload when you're going to something like a wedding where the bar might be expensive? When you drink soft drinks, is that is that a thing? Can you preload on soft drinks, Mark? Uh, I mean, you could you could hit an energy drink or sugary drinks. I mean, there's we have limits. Yeah, I mean, the only reason that you know you give kids sugary drinks that's a lot of sugar for them, or even sweeteners. You know, it says no added sugar. It doesn't yeah. matter. It's still a sweetener which has yeah. the same effect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and kids go mental. All it does is it takes a lot more of that stuff for larger humans. So you do get hyperactive off it. And I don't know if that's a desired result. Maybe a load of monster energy drinks. Maybe that's what Tigger was on with. He was just smashing back a load of, you know, monster or something before the gig. He was was always dancing, holding a pint. So I think he was definitely on the booze. Yeah, but But maybe he preloaded as well. Yeah, well, I think well, I think maybe he'd been there all day, I think, and it was, it, to yeah. be fair, it was very hot, so that's probably what went on. But the other thing I was going to say to you was, that's reminded me of a time when I used to work at a bar and we used to do a lot of challenges, a lot of sort of dares mm. and challenges and bets and things, and all that sort of silly stuff like that, which is a whole yeah. other good topic we could do. But there was one guy there called who we called Scouse. He was from Liverpool. That was his nickname. <laughs> He's Norwegian, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Scouse did a bet where it was like can you down five cans of red bull which he did but let me tell you what that had bad consequences like mm. five cans of red bull is a no. lot of caffeine that like the real... small ones are two like like two or three tablespoons of sugar per can yeah but the caffeine is the one because it's, it's well, like having about the taurine as well coffees or something like that yeah so yeah it's not it's not good he was sort of buzzing for a bit and he definitely had wings but then he was talking about heart problems you know yeah, like heart my heart's doing something yeah not good not good at all no. so you don't want to do that on a preload and then the, then the crippling headache probably as well yeah yeah not good but on the upside he won the money so you know when we're saying money what sort of money are we talking here probably won himself something like 10 pounds or something about like that about tenner yeah yeah i mean hey I'm all Not right, to be thanks. sniffed at, Mark, in the I'd be climate. looking for at least at least 30 quid to, for heart palpitations nowadays. Right, guys, we're doing a GoFundMe page <laughs> that's starting. <laughs> what, to see Mark get, incredibly anxious. Once we get Mark 30 pounds in, he's going to drink five cans of Red Bull live on the pod. That would be, it would be an amazing pod, though, to see I, how it went. I tell you what, point. though, that I, ha- I have done in the past um is when it's been a really long gig and it's sort of it is one of those 18 hour days mm. and you get the van loaded and you realize you've got a two and a half three hour drive home yeah yeah that's brutal what i usually will sometimes do you stop at a roadside service or something they do like these cans of red bull and they're like a pint they're like 500 yeah, mil red bull cans 
and I've had those or like the big monsters or um, hand gestures, Mark, Um, or um, or you get like one of the big Starbucks or Costa coffees from one of their machines just with like an extra shot in it or something. And I'll, I'll often get both to get me through because the worst feeling in the world is driving and you're just like, you get, yeah, get yeah, a yeah. nod. It's terrifying. It's Absolutely. so dangerous. You shouldn't do it. Yeah. You, you shouldn't, shouldn't do it. it. That is a but time then to, you to get on the where monster. You don't, yeah. You don't have, often don't have options. You know, it's, it's shouldn't be done, but horrible yeah. situation. I hate it. But yeah, I have done that. And a pint has got to be, that's a lot in itself, isn't it? On top of a black coffee, a big, big sort of extra double shot coffee. Yeah, the only down. I, I it's got to be nearing five cans. I thought. Back. I, I know. I know what you mean by that. But like the the only downside of that is when you get in and you're absolutely wired. <laughs> Usually by that stage, it's just like out. it's worn off. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't touch the sides by that point. No. no. Well, I had fun at the weekend. Did you do any shows or anything? In fact, it was your chill weekend, wasn't it? Oh, that's about chill. Um, Didn't you say to me we were going to play video games in your pants? Uh, I did. Uh, that was the idea. I mean, not as much of that happened as I would have liked. Oh. Um, there was uh, a lawnmower problem. The little the little tractor is poorly. It's, Your it's, it's, lawnmower? Yeah, yeah. Oh, so no. it, that's had a problem. I've been battling wasps. Yeah. I've been... I've ordered the parts to repair the lawnmower, but... There's a lot of taking apart of said lawnmower that has to happen before wow. that. I would Thing came back to me on Saturday, it. so you know, yeah. from four PM Saturday to well, still, um, I've not had much. We went out for a bit. Went out for a walk on Sunday. That found a frog. Nice. Where did you go? Just round here. I live out in the sticks a bit, so we went yeah. for sort of like about an hour or so's walk. He's, you only got little legs, you can't go too far. But we went into some little woods and found a frog and went to the park and had a walk around. And, it, you know, it was it was nice, you know. Good stuff. Well, look, it's time to find out what the listeners have been saying because we're going to go to correspondence now and do some replies about okay. school stories. Right. Yeah? Let's go. London, Tokyo and Penzance. We want your car. All right, we've got some goodies. Going to take you mm-hmm. through them. Basically, we were asking people to tell us their favourite school stories. Joanna Bryan, to kick off, said she loves the memory of her headmistress coming back from the toilet into the classroom with a skirt tucked in her knickers. Oh, how we laughed. Yeah, all of the lols. Just like I mean, tucked into the back of the pants. I think so. It's yeah. a classic, isn't it? It's an absolute classic. It's not something I've ever experienced, but if if I was um, on the squ- skirt wearing spectrum, higher up the skirt wearing spectrum, I, I, I'm sure I would have done it at some point. Well, I, I mean, it's one of those things, isn't it, where if you're nice, you could tell the person, and if you're not nice or yeah. your kids at school and it's really funny, you just don't say anything. It's simple as that, isn't it? You can either go, it's a bit like if someone's got something on them or on their face. I say, you got a yeah. bit of stuff there or you can just think it's not going to say anything it's going to enjoy this being honest in that situation is um is a good thing many many years ago there was a very very pretty girl that um used to come to and perform at this open mic night that i also went to uh i don't think i hosted that one but i did play at it 
and uh, there she is. She's going on stage and she does that. And as she's going on stage or she's about to get on stage, I don't know. I can't remember exactly. It was a long time ago, probably 20 years ago. But um, she'd gone to the toilet and she had toilet paper stuck in her, like, boot. So there's like this long trail of bog roll hang oh, off. And she's about to get on stage. Yeah. Or she was on the stage. And I just went up to her and said, you've got toilet roll stuck in your boot. And out of like the, what, 100 people watching there, it was absolutely rammed. No one had actually bothered to tell her that mm. she's got toilet paper hanging out of her bloody leg. Um, yeah. And that's it. that that turns out quite a good way of being women. <laughs> it's it's, uh, it's, it's put, being the, the only honest person well, in the room. I know we've not done the love mm. jingle for a while, but we won't play it right now. But it, it did make yeah. me think. Oh, that's a, another good trait there for Mark Carver and his search for love. He's got a heart of gold. Uh, there's heart of gold and there's brutal honesty and the close. Uh, the, uh, I don't know if they're close, but maybe maybe I they're think, they're part I think of the you're same thing. Selling yourself, I think that just shows what a nice person you are, Mark. When we, and when we fire that item back up again, we'll remember to tell that story is part of your biog <laughs> once met a nice girl because he points out the bog rolling out of the leg as she's about to perform yeah now here is here's a good one from james robert he said he can't believe he got away with this but they put the clock and all of their watches forward 35 minutes and managed to get out of a lesson mm-hmm. after about a minute of convincing the teacher yeah pretty good right we've all done that haven't we did you do that with a clock Oh, I think about two or three instances that we 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 did it like at least once success, successfully. But the thing is, right? You've got to do it if you if you want this to be a repeatable, you know, scam. Don't don't go for half hour. Half hour is not going to do it. You can you can blag t- ten minutes is pretty oh, easy so and the, plausible deniability. Yeah. Just a little bit. Just a little yeah. bit. Easier, much easier before the advent of these these things. Because that, that's done it. Auto updates the time. That gags off the uh, it's off the menu now, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, really? that's the problem. I mean, you know, some pranks will always work. Listen to this. Well, this isn't really a prank, but this is good. Linda Doherty said at my senior school on the first of April, mm-hmm. we're allowed to prank our form teacher by no. taking a snake in a mustard jar in the afternoon. Whilst our music teacher was playing a solo on the piano the snake suddenly popped out of the jar. I've never seen anyone jump so high as my teacher did then. Needless to say, I got sent to the headmaster's office. When we say snake in a mustard jar, do we mean one of them little springy toy things that jumps out when you open the lid and it pops off? Or are we talking like someone just went and got a snake from the local woods or something? I take an ass snake in a mustard jar. I think it's real. A real snake in yeah. a mustard jar. A little snake. Yeah. Like a, it'd have to be like a slow worm or something, wouldn't it? I think so, because when you get those things like off, you know, like from a joke shop or whatever, it's always yeah. like a, a peanut can or something in it. It's not a mustard jar, is it? Well, I don't know. When I first saw it, it's like, because I'm 114, the first thing that I <laughs> thought of was... Um, you remember the like the the Coleman's mustard tins? It's a square tin with a round thing on the top, and you pop it off, and it's powder in there, not made up mustard. That's what I was the vision I got in my Maybe head is the mustard powder then. tins. Maybe I don't know. That's definitely a tin. 
Right, I, I'm just saying that because that's hang old on a school. Second. Linda, let us know. All right? We yeah. want to know if it was a real <laughs> snake or not. How about this one then? This is quite a good right. one. Some good names within this. Ron <laughs> Warren says, Phil right. Rowe accidentally spat a full mouthful of gob into the ear of uh, geology, geology master Brian Jeffries. The actual target was Ian Doghead Wilkinson. Doghead. Oh, Doghead. Doghead. To make matters even worse for Mr. Jeffries, when Phil proffered his filthy hanky to wipe the gunk from the teacher's ear. Oh, my God. So he's saying that he did that and then offered a sort of dirty hanky to clean it out. He said, I was there at Burnley Grammar School. That guy was a legend. <laughs> <laughs> well, That's grim. Doghead really missed, dodged a bullet that day, didn't he? Yeah, Doghead was loving that. He loved it when that <laughs> happened. We used to have a, a, um, a geography teacher. This was in high school and I would have been on the Isle of Wight at the time. I can't remember his name. I, d I remember what we used to call him. We used to call him Filthy Phil Philanthropist. Um, and I don't know why. It just, that's just, I think his, his name was Phil. That sticks. But, that is one of those names that you hear it once and that's it. But You've got it. The foot, 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 the um, alliteration was yeah. due to the fact that his favourite word, being the job of teacher, was the word phenomenon. Oh, right. Right. So <laughs> this is a class, Frank, I could have told you about the other week. So... We got, we all got together, much like the clock thing. Every time he said phenomenon, the entire class went, da, 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 da. and this <laughs> went on and on and on. And so you could see him, and he's like, oh, they've got me. There's no point getting angry. There's no point. And it, it, you could see how annoyed at himself good. he was getting. Yeah, and I really going, like that. And it really, he managed nearly to the end of the lesson. And then the final one was. We must have been keeping count because as he got towards the end of the lesson, he, he dropped it again. It was all in unison. It was perfect. That was that was a good one, actually. I've really forgotten like about that, that until you mentioned the geography teacher. Now, we got one in that was not named, but it's funny, and it's going to actually mm -hmm. kick off our question for the week. This one said, it's got no name in it, but it said, our head teacher wouldn't send out a boy who turned around as he left the room and said... My dad said something horrible. Oh, I messed it up. <laughs> Sorry. He said as he left the room, my dad said something horrible about you last night. And then walked out. <laughs> How good is that? Well, okay. I'm sorry I bodged up the delivery of that, but I thought that was such a sort of mic drop thing to say. Imagine that. Head teacher is sending you out the room. And as yeah. you're going, you just turn around. So the whole room hears, mm -hmm. whole class looking at you, saying, my dad said something horrible about you last night, and then just walked yeah. out. Wow. So that's this, this week's question, best ever mic drop lines that you've heard. Either you've said it or you've heard it. You know when someone just goes, have that, and you think, wow. I, I've got one, but I, I don't think I can say it on here. We'll try it, and we can always bleep it. This might be this might be heavily redacted. Um, a sound engineer who I spent time with, like when I was younger and learning. Um, I really shouldn't be saying this. Right, okay, I'm just going to say it, and we'll have to delete it if we have to delete it. Okay. So, 
common phenomenon. People come up to say, oh, I can't hear the guitar or I can't hear my son's snare or something like that, you know, band dads yeah. or or, yeah. or just anybody comes comes up and, you know, middle-aged men all believe yeah. that they are professional sound engineers and much better than the guy actually doing the job and yeah. they don't have a clue, right? So this guy comes over and he says, oh, can you do it? And, he, and, the, and the engineer ignored him, just kind of acknowledged it. And went, okay, right, got on with his job. And the guy came back and said something again. And the guy comes back the third time and the guy and the engineer just snapped, just turned around, looked him dead in the eye and say, listen, mate, I don't come to where you work and slap the sailor's cocks out of your mouth. Now, fuck off. <laughs> and I, I, think I, I was just out. like, uh... <laughs> and then that, I, I just never seen anyone so brutally dismantled in a split second. And then that was that. And yeah. I think we can put that out. Um, we're not, I might have we're to bleep it a bit. This, yeah, we're not necessarily <laughs> looking for ones of the same level of filth as that, but that could be the edge of the line. <laughs> that's, that's the line. Um, you can't go past that line. But yeah, that was... Send um, them in. You know what that, to do? That Use was brutal. Use the JA socials, Johnny Awesome socials, or the BCD pod socials, and we'll read some of those out next week. Now, we're going to have the halfway through jingle now, Mark, and then right. we're going to get our guests in. So Yeah, they're in the lobby. Excellente. Let's try the jingle. Let's see if we can do yeah. the halfway time the halfway jingle. Live, halfway live jingle. Halfway yeah, live gonna... jingle. Halfway live jingle isn't a real sentence. I'm looking... It's because it's called middle. Right. Here it comes. Let the dancing, Let the dancing begin. begin, Johnny. It's about the middle of the podcast. About the middle of the podcast. And if you like it, you can help us out. It's so easy to help us out. Like and subscribe to our show. Like and subscribe to our show. If you're enjoying the pod, just do the things that we need you to do. Subscribe, like, share it, tell your mum. Yeah? Yeah? Tell your mum. Tell your mum. Tell like someone else's mum. Tell uh, someone else's mum. <laughs> don't <laughs> tell us the circumstances that happened in, though. Okay. <laughs> if they're in the lobby, I say we go for this. We're going to get Elaine and Graham in from Whole Lot of mm-hmm. Comedy, and we're going to have a chat to them about right. the gig that we all did together on Thursday night, because it was just funny. Loads of funny stuff happened, and it had a great finish. So this might not be perfect, but it doesn't matter. Let's just let's try and get them in. Let's try and right. get them in here. I'm going to do this. Shall I click um, the button? Yeah, give it Let's a go. welcome them into our uh, humble abode. See if we can see. I mean, we are a bit early, actually, so what might happen is they might be not there. But we'll... They might be not there. We might have... Oh, oh no, on. they are there. They are there. Hello. Hello. Hang on a second. I'm not actually... We've got, we got, uh, we got Beyonce there, but I'm not sure Beyonce, where it yeah. is. <laughs> um, to the left, to the left, mate. Graham is we can only... on his way. <laughs> oh, Graham's on the way. Okay, brilliant. Mark, how's that mic for you? How's that sound? Um, I don't know. Say something for me, Elaine. Oh. Sound check. Come on, Elaine. Come on. Hello, Mark. How wonderful to see That's... you. Oh, thank you very much. Oh. Wonderful Sounds to see good. you too. I think we're all right. I think we're okay. <laughs> Sounds really good. Sounds good. Excellent. Oh. How are you doing, Elaine? You okay? Yeah, good, good. Yeah, it's really... Um, yeah, we've got a busy week this week, so lots of preparations, lots of um, exciting... We've got a whole lot of cabaret as well in Wimbledon theatre on the oh. stage we've got um we've got the 
Uh, we're in Cobham with Stephen K. Amos and Marlon Davis, and we're in the corner house with Lavinia, who's over staying with us from New York City, doing our one-woman show, which is absolutely mm. brilliant. So she's going to be there on Saturday. So yeah, wow. so all go. I tell you, we yeah, and we've on. also got Graham in the lobby now as well. Ooh. <laughs> He's I can see Graham. Yeah. Should, should, we, should we let him in as well? Oh, the... <laughs> Let's go. Oh, is, he, is he joining on a separate feed? Yes. Uh, it appears so, yeah. <laughs> Just to be awkward. Hey, look at that. Share and share oh alike. We've got a, a four-way, for want of a better turn of phrase. <laughs> this is like the, these, these two... Only, you know when people are like sat next to each other WhatsApping each other? Uh-huh. <laughs> This is like an extreme it's, version of that. They're both on the same podcast, but they actually sat next to each other in the room. Is, yeah. is this the first time we've had a four-way, Johnny? I think it might be. I think it might be, yeah. <laughs> Graham, how are you doing, my friend? How are you? I'm, in, I'm enjoying the four-way. <laughs> That's a new experience. I think we're going to get. I think we're going to get a bit of. Uh, we're going to get a bit of an echo. From mic to mic, there. I'm not really yeah. sure how we can do that unless we move Graham into another room. <laughs> I think we'll. we'll no, uh, yeah. Ahead. Well, we... that's a, a problem. I don't know how quickly we can solve. Here you go. We're all done. Oh. <laughs> yep. Hang on. What's he doing? Something's I've, happening. I've switched. So, will you? My mic off. Ah, yes, yeah, there we go. We're sharing yeah, one mic. There we go. These one two mic, like two cameras. Old hats. Old hats at this. <laughs> one mic, two cameras. It's, uh, it's bound to go viral with a video <laughs> name like that. You, you, have, you have to remember, we are professionals. Yeah. <laughs> I keep telling myself that. <laughs> By the way, let me introduce you properly to Mark. So this is Mark, who I do the pod with, who found my coat Hello. at a gig once. That's how we became friends. <laughs> Technically, yes. Yeah, yeah. I was working the there. Game. I didn't just sneak in, grab a coat yeah. and abduct it like a weirdo. <laughs> he left it. And it wasn't worth keeping, so you thought, I'll give it back. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, <laughs> that, that was my dad's Peter Storm. Don't slag it off. That was my dad's. <laughs> it, was, it were a bit big for me. I would have liked Paddington Bear in that, I think. <laughs> so I was telling Mark, guys, about... Thursday last week where we all did that show together. We were in Merton Abbey, weren't we, at the Colour House Theatre. It was a hot day, wasn't it? It was a hot, very hot day, but air-conditioned. It was air-conditioned. Yeah, sorry, I know you're trying to sell more tickets here. I can see what's going on straight away. (laughs) (laughs) It was air-conditioned. I wish I had air-conditioned. I'm up to, I'm on 26 at the moment. I'm up to 34 in my office. Mikey, Mikey. So... Elaine, Graham, set the scene for Mark. Like, I arrived at that show. Tell, tell, them, tell them how it was when I got down there. What was going on? Well, it was one of those shows which had every ingredient of not working. Because <laughs> yeah, I was on and, the bill. And, and yet, yet, and yet um, it was one of the best gigs we've had every i tell you what if i could take that audience with me to every gig yeah. then i think we would just be smashing it out the park because we had a comedian's dream on every seat um, exactly yeah. that and you know what let's be honest it was it wasn't that many people there that night and i've done loads of shows for you that have been ramo so it's not a sort of reflection on you guys but on that particular night on thursday how many do you reckon we had to play with? Because this is sort of this is the key thing of why it was so good in a way, because it was it was such a small number. I thought 
I think I'm going to make this kind of like a gig literally for each of these people and I'll try and chat to each person, which we ended up doing, didn't we? We ended up having yeah. a little bit of something with everybody. We, we did, we did. I, I think out of the um, out of the 12 people that were there, um, they had a brilliant time. And, yeah. you know, what, what, an, what an opportunity to meet someone like you, Johnny. No one, you oh, know. thank you, Elaine. You know. I've got to correct you there. It was 15. Oh, sorry. 15, yeah. 15 people, and let's just go through some of the people we met. Let's start with who I started with, which was a guy in the front row who I immediately <laughs> suggested was sitting next to his wife. And it wasn't his wife, Mark, because it was his ex-wife that he was sitting ah, next to. Gold. <laughs> Actual gold. So that was my first thing at the gig. I was like, what is going on here? That was, um, they'd, they'd lived together for 18 years. As married and separating <laughs> for twelve. Yeah, but separating yeah. for twelve. What they stay, still stay living in the same house? Well, I'm not no. sure if they were living in the same house, Just but they were the still gigs. they were still friends. They were still friends. No. And, obviously, but they've yeah, been well, obviously separated. Still friends. Uh-huh. Um, so it works, and you know. But it was just a really great start, you know, to have that. Then I noticed, and we'll come back. That's to actually this, pretty wholesome. It was, yeah, it was. It that's was actually a really wholesome it's, thing. It's just super rare. I mean, I think that's great. Yeah. I would yeah. say to him, it's nice to see, you know, people can still get on when they are yeah. divorced. It, would, you know? it, it yeah. was yeah. a really lovely warmth to the proceedings yeah. to start from yeah. that lovely, <laughs> those lovely two. And, yeah. uh, and, and, and that's what Johnny's all about. Johnny is pretty wholesome, isn't he? Yeah. I did try and get them back together, but it didn't. <laughs> No. no, I'm joking. Oh, I didn't. Oh, that would have been. That could have been a thing. Yeah, because that just, would have been. I would have ruined it. Yeah, she did say that's not going to happen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but but then behind them, sitting behind them was was a lovely couple. I think the girl was called Emma. I think Emma. And she had a pink fold up bike oh. mark. And I right. saw that bike, and I immediately immediately said, "I'm going to finish this gig." riding out of here on that bike right it's just gonna happen tonight and what was great was she was so keen to do it she just immediately went yeah we could do that you know i can put it together we could do that absolutely so why saved not that. i saved that for the end that was like kind of my thing for the end but also we found out that they weren't married but they had kids and then i was saying it wouldn't be great if he'd proposed on that night so that became another thing where everyone's going do it go on do it and the guy was like no and it was his birthday as well yeah and she also said that's not going to happen yeah (laughs) she would have said no (laughs) (laughs) absolutely not who did we go to next remind me can you remember who did we speak to next so, um, so Kath, who was, else was in? Kath was in the second row behind, on the other side. She was behind. Oh, we spoke to, um, oh gosh, what was she called? That lovely lady that was came in because she was lonely. Was it? Was <laughs> it <laughs> the next person. <laughs> she didn't get to go out much. The next person I spoke to was the most, she was so lovely. She was the most candid person I've ever talked to at a gig. I literally said, I said, oh, who are you? Do you perhaps work here? Because she was sitting on her own. So I thought maybe she was a steward or something. I said, do you work here? She said, no, I'm just living on my own. And I thought I would just, you know, go and try and just do something and, and be where people are or something. It was so beautiful how she said it. And I was like, 
oh my god and then she told us she had a dog and right. i said is the dog at home waiting for you to come back she said yeah pretty upset actually <laughs> so then i sang her a whole song about the dog that i made right up. brilliant and the dog was called what was oh. it else elbavar elbavar something out of the wicked um, yeah i think it's theater. one of the character Can names from the wicked musical yeah. so we did a whole song for the dog alpha bar which yeah. which was wonderful uh -huh. yeah. um and then we moved forward and we had <laughs> we had a family didn't we we had like a, a lovely mum and dad that were a bit sort of like gavin and stacy's mum and dad yeah, that was... and we had a young lad who was going through heartbreak so what we did mark to, to deal with that was graham came on stage and danced for him yeah. right that's how we solved okay. that problem yeah. What dance did you do? I did my best. Yes. One of those dances. <laughs> that's, that's, that's oddly in specific. Uh, what dance? What, what, what dance do you perform I, for a heartbroken boy? I did a, <laughs> I, I did a, a techno. A, a typical techno. Dad, dad, okay. dad dancing, I would call it. Oh, All right. <laughs> you opened the sunroof and pushed the shopping trolley in. Yeah, it, it yeah. had a bit of everything, Mark. But let me just tell you this, because you probably won't expect it. It ended with the splits, so it didn't hold back. I can't do that. Hands up if you can do the splits. Not me. Can you really go? You want to see it? Uh, a bit. Yeah. I'm doing it now. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think. I'm can this happen now? Yeah. Can we do this? Who, who else was there, Elaine? Did I, have I missed anybody else? Um, Who else did we talk to? It was Kat and her cat best friend. Yes, Kat and the woman who worked with someone, and you said, if you come with your best friend. Oh, that and was funny as well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh... I, 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 two ladies sat together, and I say, how do you know each other? And, and she said, um, we're friends. And I said, oh, right, that's really nice. So you've come to the show with, like, your best mate. And she went, she's one of my <laughs> friends. Like that's, that. that's not going to happen. <laughs> that's good yeah. it, was like, it was amazing like everybody i spoke to was absolutely amazing was it, honestly was there a thing where like it, it seems to me that the the theme amongst all of this is, is that everybody was had zero filter and, and was just yeah. brutally honest we were talking yeah. about brutal honesty beforehand mm. so is there a possibility that the entire audience had been spiked with sodium pentacle <laughs> what spies use is the truth drug is that what's happened there because it sounds they, like I'm, it i wouldn't like to say <laughs> they give that out on the door mark yeah. on the way in <laughs> yeah. we go on that that's how we get the audience yeah yeah. yeah, I mean, it was, it really was quite a magic night. It was like, um, it was like you have a choice when it's a small number at a gig. Mm -hmm. we, I mean, we, I, I said this to the audience, like when you play Edinburgh, some days you don't get many in and the mm -hmm. audience has got a choice. They can either go, I am going to give up and sort of think there's no one here. This is rubbish, mm -hmm. whatever. And, and basically it will be rubbish. Or you can think, well, it doesn't matter. We're all here, you know, treat it like yeah. we've all got stuck in a lift together or something and sort mm -hmm. of make the best of it and they were amazing like well, absolutely yeah. fantastic after doing for many 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 years i mixed bands in venues in derby and as you know derby you'll know this very well johnny is derby isn't it's not on the main the main street of of 
music venue touring, it's always it's always a bit of a veer off. So yeah, because you've got Nottingham so close, you've got other places so close, so you often don't get the most amazing turnouts and things at venues in in Derby, but um sometimes you do but what i will know is the, the hallmark and i've noticed throughout my career is if people were playing to an audience of 30 people the same way they play to an audience of three thousand people that generally marks them down as, as an axe and, or a band that will go far and often yeah. those people that keep doing that are the people yeah. that i see playing to those bigger audiences further down the line oh. and, and oh. it's just like play players if it's if it's ten thousand people or ten people Absolutely. Well, there's a famous story about that with Oasis. Like they were, I think they were supporting a band in somewhere mm. like Scotland when Alan McGee saw them, and I don't mm. think there was anybody there. And they just, they just did a you know good enough job in front of no one for him to say that band's going to be absolutely ginormous. And he signed them, and like the rest is history. I think that's exactly right what you're saying. I think you should play a show as if it's. I mean, I think we made that joke, didn't we? I think because yeah. you told the audience before I came on stage, Elaine, that I've been One touring with be Jason famous. Manford. <laughs> no, she, was, she was saying to him, this guy's been touring with Jason Manford, playing arenas. And then I had to go on in that set up that we just discussed. I did so I said, I said something like, I'm just going to imagine this is the arena, but you guys have literally got the, you know, the block A, seat one, two, three. You have got the best seats. You've got the good seats, yeah. Yeah, behind you yeah. is the arena kind of thing. That's what we did. We pretended we, it was a chunk of the arena, didn't we? Well, actually, when I started, what the Emma was actually the one who said to me, she said, I have no idea what's behind me. I'm here and I'm up for it. You know, it was basically, I don't care that there's not many people behind me, if any... I'm, I'm here and I'm watching you. And that, that, that was how they all came, I think. I just think you with... have to be very careful about saying in a public setting, I don't care who's behind me, I'm up for it. I think you've got to be... <laughs> I'm here and I'm watching you. <laughs> I just... Do not promote that. Yeah. I'm standing you up. You put your keys on the bowl, you take the sodium pentothal and you get on with it. <laughs> I'm standing up. I'm standing up for this week's podcast. I was telling Martin, trying something new and standing up. And oh. I, I found it really hard to stay stood up then, Martin. I was doing really well and then you made me laugh so much that I sort of bent double. I couldn't help it anymore. You so broke you the microphone again. You broke me. But anyway, listen, guys, it was so fun. Thank you so much. Let's just chat about the ending and then we'll tell people how to get tickets for your future shows so at the end of the show true to her word emma did let me get the bike involved and, and the way we did it was i played a song and during the song she came up on stage and quickly put the bike together and then as i finished it i gave the guitar to her partner the one i was trying to get to propose to her he put it nicely onto my stand and then Emma sort of held the bike out and I literally got straight onto it and then rode out of the venue into the night. And it's on my Facebook page if anyone wants to see it. So what a finish to what a brilliant fun. night, hey? It was, it was, it was. I must admit, I must admit, I, I was flicking through was, Facebook and I saw that. I saw, is that Johnny on a pink fold-up bike? And, <laughs> yes. Yeah, it was. It was no, more context is now given. And what I will also add is that you three applauding that there sounded very much like the sound of me leaving those 15 people. <laughs> 
Listen, never underestimate Johnny's ability to uh, to, to keep fifteen people happy. And, uh... This is a great thing about um, comedy is that from day to day it varies so much. I mean, I I, I said to you, Mark, didn't I, about Friday night how those two audiences were different. When you when you yeah. guys hear this pod when it comes out, you'll hear me chat about two different ends of the spectrum on the Friday night gigs. Yeah. But I guess uh, what I was really looking for was, you know, was that thing where the, the audience comes with you and just sort of goes, you know, we're, how, we're here how, for many, how many gigs, Johnny, can you actually remember everybody who came? You know, there can't be that many. You don't get that luxury in an arena, well, do you? Well, I tried to do it at the arena, but um, yeah. after four days of, of talking to people, Jason came on and said, look, this is not working out. Um, <laughs> no, that's it. I mean, you know, and also from my point of view, you know, like... like as an act, I could have just come on and thought, well, there's not many people here and just sort of phoned it in and, and oh. gone. But I thought, you know, I don't, I don't want to do that. It, it, it's like um, there's that scene in The Office where David Brent organises like a work do and not many people go. And he said, and this, is, this is the opposite of what I'm saying, but he says to the people that have gone to the pub, well, this is, he says, well, this is a washout. And he goes, it's not your fault. None of the best people came. <laughs> Yeah, and that's, that's it. True. It's like if you choose to see it that way round, then you're you're mess. You know, it's yeah. not going to happen, is it? So you've got it. You've got to. You've got to have the right attitude. But that's why I like working with Elaine and Graham because we always have a laugh. Even you know, before we do the show, we always have a I, laugh. I'll tell you what. No, oh, sorry, sorry with, go on, um, with with Johnny, he is one of the best performers in the country, and um, he, obviously one day he will be super huge, and um, he may remember us. Then. But the fact is, oh, John, will. Johnny can walk into a room and he owns that room. He just brings that warmth, character, and that lovely smile, which just brings everything out of everyone. And I've, I've seen it in a room we did with about 160, and I just stood back, watched when Johnny just played a couple of notes on his guitar, and I was like thinking, this is just amazing. And that was exactly how I put um, last week at Merson Avenue Mills. Amazing. Thanks, Graham. That's very kind to hear. Thank you I, very much. I think it's it, what you do, Johnny, does translate very well from a small audience to a, to a big audience, and that does isn't always the case with with uh, comedy or musicians or anything. Well, it reminded me of um, a gig where. Um, a band came in on tour and there was there was about 10 people in the audience it just hadn't sold and um, the band were really arsey they weren't in a good mood about it they were, it wasn't really good vibes coming off them and they got off and I knew that bloke standing next to me books some of the biggest festivals in the country and the other and the bloke he was out drinking with was a record label a and r guy so there you, you never know who one of them six <clears throat> people's going to be as yeah. well so exactly that you, you exactly never know well, you never know but, but in this Let's case hope. we did know <laughs> we did know <laughs> none of them were that none of them were that johnny but could have been mate <laughs> <laughs> 
We've in fact, just to, just to spoil the whole the past half an hour, when I was going around them one by one, all I was doing was checking that none of them were important. Yeah. That's all I was doing. They're all important to us. Oh, I'm joking. No. I'm joking. Now, listen, if people That's want to come to a whole lot of comedy gig, uh, what's the address for your tickets? So we're, all our tickets are on the website, so all they have to remember is our website, www wholeloddercomedy.com and then they can go to an events page for all of them or the front page for the latest ones. Whole so, lot of comedy spelled L-O-T-T-A for Lotta, right? Yeah, absolutely. Like yeah. a whole lot of love, whole lot of Rosie, whole lot of comedy. Just not Rock a whole classics. lot of audience members. I think the one before that, that I did for those guys I think the one I did before them was for a sold out show with Milton yeah. Jones where I was yeah. supporting so I'm only mucking about oh, man. Um, it was a hot day like That's I say so I'm going to let you go Elaine, I'm going to let you go Graham I can't wait to okay. see you again for a show ideally at some point Mark will get to one as well Mark, Mark will come down and see the magic a whole lot of yeah. One day I'll be allowed to leave yeah. the house for something other than work or toddler, <laughs> child. Uh, yeah, <laughs> every gig a different one, a different, a new experience. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, thank new you, Johnny. Experience. Thank you very much, You're Johnny. welcome. Thanks thank for coming you. on, guys. Thank, thank you so you. much, guys. It's lovely. For a show, to... But you've been brilliant guests. You've really made us laugh. So thanks for coming along and being a part of it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. All All right. Right. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Goodbye, guys. Bye. 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 Oh, we, we, we got rid of. They're both hey. gone. Hey. That is go. going to be a really interesting edit with the joining thing. I don't know how I'm going to do that. It's going to be fun. They're lovely. You'll work it out. Yeah. What, but they're lovely go. people. Actually, you know I was really hoping we could get across to you that gig, and I feel like oh. we did. I really do feel like we kind of explained that well to you, like as in. Uh-huh. You could hear like what a, a sort of special night it was. It was just so strange because uh-huh. if I said to you I did a gig last week to fifteen people uh-huh. on Thursday night, you probably would have thought, "Well, that's not the hottest." I, I would have content. thought I've done that loads of times. What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thursday night used to be my fifteen people gig. Fifteen people now. now it was absolutely on, brilliant. Some of the best things I've seen, some of the best gigs I've ever performed on, mixed just been to have been where there's not many people and arguably i think there is a sweet spot um both performing wise and mixing wise as an engineer that you never get once you get beyond i say i'd say about three three or four hundred people once you get beyond that the dynamic slightly changes and if you get the right atmosphere in that kind of three or four hundred cap room size and it's rammed it's very difficult to recreate that i don't think it translates much when you get bigger when you can just about see every audience member and you can feel everything in the room that's something beyond that size it it, the atmosphere changes a little bit and uh i think that is the 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 sweet spot that kind of crowd size for it is and I think like we were saying, like the big thing for all of this, like the whole of that chat really, mm-hmm. is it's just how you choose mm-hmm. to, to see it and, and like your attitude. Yeah. That's the thing. It's just all how it's perception. like what, what you go on and, and you think, right, you know, you're going to do and, and how you're going to go for the show. Now this week I am going to be in Knoll, which is I think kind of Birmingham way on Thursday. And then in 
the Wirral on Friday and then mm-hmm. in Hightown and Warrington. They're kind of north as well on Saturday. Have you got any shows this week? I've got one. Um, I am, I've been asked to... So uh, there's a band that I do engineering for when I can. Um, you know, they're a relatively new band and um, the guitarist is a guy... I bet you know him, actually. I bet you probably know. Do you know... Do you remember a band called... Um, oh, no, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna go down this road too much. But um, a guy called Phil, um, who was in uh, and Pete, they're in a Derby band many years ago. They're in a band involved in a band called Cable and oh, bands yeah, after yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Phil and his niece is in a band with him, uh, who I know, who I met years ago, Emma Buckley, and then she's got a band, Electric Pets. I do sound for them. Anyway, they asked me if I could do this show. Didn't know it in Birmingham, Digbeth on Friday. I didn't know if I could do it. And then I found out it's part of a sort of lots of bands, three bands from Derby are going over to play this show in Digbeth. And and but someone from one of the other bands me said, oh, do you still do PA hire? I'm like, no, I don't anymore. I just mix, but I can get bits and bobs. So eventually I've helped him sort out a load of stuff for this show. So I've now been employed by somebody else to mix the band that I was asked to mix anyway, and now I'm mixing like three different bands. I'm going to Digbeth oh, on, cool. on Friday and plugging a load of stuff in and, you know, hiring some of the equipment and providing some of it, and I'm going to... I'm mixing five bands instead of one. Oh, perfect. That's what you want. You're going to be there anyway. Yeah. I don't think it's a particularly big... I think it's like a 200-cap room or something, maybe. Um, it's like... Um, I'm sure I've been there before. Engine Shed. Engine room. Oh, yeah, I've heard of the engine shed. Yeah. Well, let's hope it's full. I mean, the weather's calming down now, so hopefully people yeah. will be out and about doing stuff. And great band, so it should be fun. Let me know how that goes. Yeah. yeah, let me know how that goes next time round. We'll be back next week with a normal podcast. We're going to try and get Marcus on next week. We're going to see where he is in the world and try and get him back on. <laughs> bad news. And There's been an accident involving a cliff and a fire. Well, <laughs> it's, it's teed up the the ending nicely because what I want you to do is I just want you to add a bit more fire to the van over the outro tune over the outro tune um, thank you for listening everybody like and subscribe Mark when you're ready play us the outro you get a bit more time on the outro as well yeah there's not much in it is there not much in longer, it longer alright longer than the intro are we going to go bye, for everybody. it goodbye bye. everyone see you next week Smashed his back doors in as well. <laughs>